0: Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. I'm your host, John June. And of course, this guy to my left would be Greg Penniman, aka G. Money. Greg, how you doing today on this fine Thursday evening?
1: Doing well, doing well. Uh definitely even better. You know, that we getting this this uh more progressing news with uh Hamlin. Um, you know, he's you know awake now, uh but vitals are getting much better day by day. Uh so that's definitely uh good news. That's all all you want to hear is is progress, um, and, and him getting better to you know, possibly, you know, being normal again, getting out the hospital and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, um, definitely, definitely, um, you know, great news.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, obviously, we we haven't been on air since the Buffalo-Cincinnati game, and and obviously everyone is aware of the situation with with Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, and, you know, uh, I know that was, it was tough, you know, just for anybody to watch, uh, you know, I, I've been I played football. I coached it. I, I've been around the game a long time. And and I've never seen somebody have to get CPR on a football field. And the reactions of the players that were on the field, like Josh Allen and, and Stefan Diggs and Davius White, some of the, their reactions, you could tell that something was, was definitely not right. So like you said, he's, he's awake, he's alert. Um, you know, he's, he's communicating with the, with doctors and family and friends via, uh, you know, handwriting notes. Uh, they, he asked a question uh, The for one of the first questions he asked after waking up was, was, did they win the game? Uh, and the doctors told him <clears throat> that he, he won the game of life. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, deep it was, you know, it's obviously a tragedy, uh, what happened. Um, but like you said, if he can recover and 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 you know uh continue to progress in, in a positive direction, that would that would make everybody uh feel feel a lot a lot better about the situation. And and you know, uh you know, he's his um he was doing a toy drive. Uh, it's on GoFundMe. I think before the game it was at somewhere around uh, Twelve hundred dollars or twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, uh, last time I saw it, it's, it was over. It was over five million dollars um, that have been donated to to his toy drive on his GoFundMe. So, uh, you know, definitely um, mm-hmm. a lot of positivity that comes out of such a, a tragic, tragic situation. Um, but moving off of uh, the you know, obviously the Demar Hamlin situation. Um, the the consequence of that situation in in the NFL world was that um, the what would happen with the Buffalo Cincinnati game, right? And and obviously there's a lot of things that are more important than football, um, but we we do have to have a reaction in some sense to to what happens with the game. And we got news not too long ago, Greg, that the NFL is going to forego playing this game. It's it's been Cancelled, uh, so you know will not be made up. Uh, and Warren Sharp put out a, a a great thread, um basically kind of outlining you know the implications of the NFL's decisions. And I haven't read through everything yet, but essentially, uh, what it does is it incentivizes Kansas City to to win their game this week against Las Vegas, Buffalo to win their game against New England, Cincinnati to win their game against Baltimore, and Baltimore to win their game against Cincinnati. And uh, so there's some implications here. Um, You know, Buffalo or, you know, Kansas City, they can win. You know, win for them ensures that they're the one seed and and, and that they would host an AFC Championship game at home versus any other team that's not Buffalo unless Buffalo loses this week. Uh, If Buffalo beats New England and Kansas City loses, then they become the one seed. If Buffalo beats New England and Kansas City beats the Raiders, uh, Buffalo will be the two seed and but they will not have to play Kansas City, play Kansas City and Kansas City for the AFC championship game. They're playing a neutral site, a neutral site instead. So um, yeah, it's just interesting what's going on, you know what what the NFL is, has has done there. Uh, as, sorry, lastly, Cincinnati, if they beat Baltimore and both Kansas City and Buffalo lose, Cincinnati becomes the two seed. Uh, They can't become the one seed in any way. However, they would not have to play Kansas city in Kansas city in the AFC championship game. It'll be played at a neutral site instead. So, um, and then a Buffalo win makes Cincinnati, the three seed, even with a Cincinnati win. So anyway, I know that was a lot there. Um, go check out Warren sharps thread on Twitter at sharp football. Um, you know, Warren's a great follow for a lot of reasons, but for things like this, when the NFL makes a decision, he has a reaction um, and he, you know, can break it down in a manner which is very digestible for all of us. So, um, the other consequence of that is the fantasy football consequence, Greg. And um, obviously, a lot of the platforms kind of played their hands early uh, with, you know, platforms like Sleeper and MFL coming out almost immediately and saying, hey, we're not going to include this game in in the, you know, in the results, The you know, the week 17 results or it's going to stand as is. Uh, and they also, some of them, Sleeper, you know, being one of them, uh, and I, I say them because they were like one of the first ones to come out with, with some communication, <clears throat> at least that I had seen they had stated that they would come up with a week 17 like rerun results button if this game were to be replayed at any point. Uh, But obviously that's not going to happen with the news that we just got. So, um, you know, I think every situation is going to be different from matchup to matchup. I I was in five, five finals and all five have been handled differently. Right. Like, you know, depending on, I think where, where was, the matchup was like was it close uh was there a team that was far and away ahead right like i had a team where i basically needed to outscore jamar chase and tyler bass by i needed josh allen to outscore tyler bass and jamar chase by 40 points and i was like there's no way that that would have happened you know like i went into monday night like oh yeah you know we'll see what happens you know maybe jamar chase decides to take the rest of the afternoon off and you know, Tyler Bass misses every extra point and Josh Allen's responsible for five touchdowns. Like I would have been like, okay, that, then that's plausible, but that wasn't going to happen. So I just took the loss. Like I didn't even try to fight it. I was just like, yeah, you won. Like, you know, we, we distributed the, the, the payouts accordingly. Um, you know, but then I was in matchups, like the one that you and I were in Greg, where it was close. And, you know, I think sleeper gave you a fifty six percent chance of winning before they before they closed it, um, and fifty six percent is is you know you were favored, but not by much. And so how do we how do we determine you know that, uh, I, I, and then think in terms of the payouts? You know, we we handled that the right way, which is we just we did it 50-50. Uh, Greg is. Is calling himself a co champion. Uh, I have yet to acknowledge him as a co champion, uh, seeing how I had a massive lead, which he, he definitely could have overcome for would sure. Would have, would have, we'll never know. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it depends on every situation, is different. Not every so, like there's going to be no perfect solution because this was an imperfect situation, mm. so whatever solution you go with it's somebody's not gonna like it um but that's the part that we have to adjust we have to compromise and it just comes with the territory right so um yeah anything else you want to add to to any of that greg
1: yeah no. just keeping an open mind like this is an unprecedented situation so like you know just i would just you know have uh, every every situation open uh, if you even want to take it to that even that week 18 option you can now um so uh if it was that close and you want to just do a head-to-head week 18 or cumulative score uh that's that's also an option
0: yeah man or do what we're doing um and we're gonna settle a you know a, do a, a, a round to get money uh on the side just to <laughs> Up the ante a little bit. So yeah, had to video. have FanDuel
1: champ competition. Yeah. That's pretty good too. Yeah. That's a true <laughs> skill. Like who you can, you know, pick in week 18, too. Oh man.
0: Woo. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talking about week 18. We are um going again into breaking down the matchups, starting with some Saturday football. Love me some Saturday football. Um starting with this first matchup here between the six and ten Las Vegas Raiders, who are at home taking on the 13 and three Kansas City Chiefs, where this game has a 51 and a half point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook. And the Kansas City Chiefs are nine and a half point road favorites in this one. Again, they're playing for the one seed here. Uh, you know, where especially where Buffalo to lose. Uh, but they just need to win and they control their own destiny in this one uh the injury reports are kind of crazy this time of year uh, a bunch of guys uh you know teams that get eliminated from the playoffs you know every every injury this week is a season ending injury because this is the last week of the season so you'll see guys end up on the injured reserve um for an injury that you know could be a a, a, a you know, sprained finger and they'll end up on the injured reserve if they can't play, uh, because they want to evaluate the bottom of the roster, pull some guys up on the practice squad, and then stash some guys on the practice squad. Uh the same way you probably would do this in in like a dynasty league or something. So anyway, uh NFL teams, they're gonna the injury reports at this time are gonna be crazy. So um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna list every injury as I normally would, but if there's something Major, I, I will point it out. Um, but in terms of the weather for this game, this game is in a dome. In terms of the injuries, wide receiver Sky Moore, he's out. Wide receiver Miko Hardman activated off the injured reserve, so he's eligible to play. Offensive lineman Joe Tooney, uh, he's limited in practice. And then for Vegas, uh, Darian Butler, the, the linebacker, he's out. Josh Jacobs, questionable with a hip, an oblique, and a personal issue. So uh, something to monitor there. The Raiders are not playing for anything. Uh, Josh Jacobs is in a contract year. Uh, you know, just again, be mindful, pay attention to the news, the reports. All that's going to be very important. Greg, I kick it to you for this first one. Where are you with this matchup here? You, sir, are
1: muted. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Vegas to cover, but I'm going to take Kansas City to win. Kansas City, of course, they really want to win this game. They at least get uh, all the games in Kansas City, except one if they play the Bills or the Bengals. So uh, they want to definitely have a, a easy route to that Super Bowl. On the Chiefs side, Patty, QB1. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco coming off a great game. I think he's in uh, you know borderline RB1 territory. Uh, and Jack McKinnon also in that strong RB2, uh, borderline RB1 as well territory. I mean, he's got a receiving touchdown. Seems like in the past four or five games now, he's he's a lock for that. It seems like Travis Kelsey, tight end one, uh probably the tight end one on the week as he is usually. Um, and then on the Vegas side, Jared Stenham. I mean, if there were streams of the week at the quarterback position, he'd be the one uh for sure in this matchup going against Kansas City. Kansas City very, very weak against the quarterback position, coming off a really hot week last week. I think he you know continues to show flashes. Getting multiple touchdowns, getting uh, close to 250 yards, so I have him as a QB one. Uh, Josh Jacobs, if he's able to go, these are a, a low-end RB one. Devonte Adams, a high-end wide receiver one, uh, and um, Hunter Renfro, I think, is also back as well as a as a upside flex play. Derek Wallen as well, tight end one.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover. Kansas City to win. On the Kansas City side. You know, again, they they they're coming they're coming out for this game. Uh, they need it. So Mahomes, Kelsey, McKinnon, I think they're all top options at their respective positions. Pacheco, uh, an RB two. I mean, you're right. McKinnon scored in each of the last five games. I think it, it's been. Uh, I think that's a a feat that hasn't been done in the modern era by a running back uh, to score five straight receiving touchdowns or five games five games with a receiving touchdown. Uh, You know, but again, if the game script gets out of hand, Pacheco's definitely can. uh, Pacheco Pacheco can definitely be a guy that can have an RB one type finish, but I think he's got to be in your lineup as an RB two at least. Uh, Juju, he's a wide receiver three for me, and then for Vegas, Darren Waller, he's a tight end one. Josh Jacobs, he's a high end RB two. I mean, his his efficiency's been down a little bit these last few weeks. I know he's been dealing with some injuries, uh, so he hasn't been been. You know, as efficient as a a runner or or receiver as he has, and you know, to start the year, uh, but definitely going to put him out there as a volume based RB2. Devontae Adams, a wide receiver, one and then, yeah, you're right. Uh, Stidham definitely in QB stream of the week territory. I think he's a QB1 option. Uh, seeing that all KC does on defense is allow QB1 performances. Uh, the only time that in recent memory that I, I can think that they haven't was the Geno Smith situation, but he goes in, you know, you look at that game, he goes in without Tyler Lockett, loses Marquise Goodwin, who's Tyler Lockett's direct replacement, you know, at the start of that game. So at that point, it's just shut down DK Metcalf, and and you really don't have to worry about much of the offense. So uh, Jarrett Stidham, I think, is going to come into this situation and, and have a QB1-type performance. I guess the only question is, outside of two quarterback leagues, how many managers out there – that made it to the championship need to start, uh, you know, again, I, I, every situation could be different, but I'd, you know, maybe you had Tom Brady and you're not sure <laughs> yeah. if Tom Brady's going to play this week. So Jared, sit him. Sure.
1: Yeah. No, uh, I'm sure there's some couple options where you can make that swap.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game here. The Saturday, Saturday game, 8, 15 p.m. Make sure these guys are not in your flex spots uh, for these two Saturday games. Make sure they're in that, uh, you know, a a position spot. Um, So moving on to to weather, we're okay there for injuries. Jacksonville's got a bunch of people questionable, but they're mostly okay. Uh, Derek Henry for the Tennessee Titans, he's not on the injury report with a hip injury, so that's good news there. And then Traylon Burks, he's questionable with a groin. A few other guys questionable for Tennessee – For me, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. I'm going to take Jacksonville to win. For Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is a QB1. Uh, Christian Kirk, high-end wide receiver 2. Zay Jones, a – oh, Christian Kirk, sorry. Christian Kirk, lower-end wide receiver 2. Zay Jones, high-end wide receiver 2. Evan Ingram, a top-five option for me. uh, Travis Etienne, high-end RB1, probably a top-ten option for me at the position this week. And then on the Tennessee side, they're starting Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Uh, You know, we did talk about that last week, whether, you know, it did seem kind of interesting. But Dobbs is starting uh, in this essentially a playoff game here. The winner of this game makes it to is the AFC South champion and will host a playoff game. So um, Derrick Henry, top four option at the position, not going to touch the passing game or any other piece of, of Tennessee, though.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the under, uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover, Jacksonville to win uh, on Jacksonville side. Um, I do like Trevor Lawrence as a, a high-end QB2, um, borderline QB1 option, you know, Tennessee's secondary is, is kind of weak. Travis Etienne has been hot the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think he's a strong RB2 option with some RB1 upside. Christian Kirk uh, and Zay Jones, I think they're both in that wide receiver two category. Um, on Tennessee side, I'm with you. Derrick Henry's the only option I'm willing to trust, uh, unless Jalen Brooks is playing, um, which he's looking like he's trending in the in the wrong direction. Um, that would be that would be pretty much it. But if Jalen Brooks plays, he he could be a flex option.
0: That's fair. Um, let's move on to these 1 p.m. games. We've got eight of them to break down. So starting with the seven and nine. Used to be seven and four, but now they're seven and nine. New York hey. Jets traveling to Miami to take on the eight and eight Miami Dolphins. This game has a 38 and a half point total. Where the Miami Dolphins are two point home favorites in this one. The weather is expected to be okay, there's expected to be some light rain. Uh, and then for Miami side, Jalen Waddle, he was limited. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he's Limited uh, as well. And then for the New York Jets, a little troubling, but Mike White, who was a full participant yesterday in a walkthrough practice, uh, was downgraded to limited today with his rib injury. So um, and he's now questionable. So don't know what really what that means. Uh, how's that gonna you know what does that mean for his status for Sunday? So we'll have to find out as we get closer to to game day but um you know definitely something to to keep an eye on maybe it doesn't really matter but uh greg i kick it to you now Uh, jets have a bunch of other guys questionable but where do you stand in terms of this game here
1: i'm gonna take the over i'm gonna take miami to cover miami to win um on the miami side uh you know it's looking like Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back in there. Uh, so I think he's in. Sh- no, Is he going to be back in there? I have no idea for sure. But, I mean, they haven't announced anything yet, have they? Uh,
0: I thought it was pretty. I thought it was Skylar Thompson. But, mm. no, you're right. Um, they don't. We don't. We don't really know yet. But he's he's been getting first team reps in practice. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater does have a broken, I think it's a broken pinky or dislocated pinky, something, something to that effect. So, um,
1: yeah, I think whoever starts is a QB yeah. two anyway. Uh, as far as the running backs, Raheem Mostert, uh, Jeff Wilson, both in RB two category. Um, I think you know Jeff Wilson he gets touches in the red zone, so he could get a touchdown. Uh, Mostert as well gets work all throughout the field. So yeah, RB twos for me. Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle, I think both strong wide receiver twos with some wide receiver one upside um, on the Jets side. Uh, Mike White, if he's able to go, uh, we'll see. Is also in that high in QB two territory, possibly borderline QB one if they you know gets this uh, becomes a shootout. Um, Garrett Wilson, a strong wide receiver two, uh, and Tyler Conklin could be a streaming option at the tight end position as well. Uh, Zadman Knight is a blowing RB two.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take I I if Skylar Thompson is the quarterback, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Jets to cover. I'm gonna take the Jets to win. If Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, I'll think I'll still take the under, but I would take Miami to cover and win. Um. But I'm I was I did this under the assumption that Skylar Thompson is a quarterback, so I'm taking the under, taking just to cover, taking just to win. Uh, on the Miami side, Raheem Mostert I think has RB one upside. He's he's been um, you know performing really well these last few weeks. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. and RB two with some RB one upside. Tyreek Hill I think he's just going to get his touches and his volume. I, I think he's a wide receiver one. Uh, I know last time he didn't have great numbers against the jets, but they lost Teddy Bridgewater on like the first snap of the game for Miami. Uh, and it was Skylar Thompson from there. So playing with a third string quarterback on short notice, I, I think had more you know to, to do with that than the jets actually stopping him. So I, I, I think Tyree is a wide receiver one, Jalen Waddle, a wide receiver three, and then for the Jets, it, it really for me, it comes down to just it, Garrett Wilson. I think he's the only piece you can you can trust. Uh, he's going to get targeted regardless of who the quarterback is, uh, and he's a, a good player that is going to make the most of his opportunities most of the time. So I do agree with you, Conklin. It, it, you know, maybe in DFS or deeper leagues, uh, I think he's an option. Um, I'm not touching the running backs Uh, last week. They turned it into a full committee. Uh, We saw Ty Johnson getting reps and then and then Zonovan Knight and Michael Carter, you know, pretty much got eliminated from that committee as well. So it was just like, uh, you know, that backfield seems to be a mess. And it's not something that I'm going to look to in championship week this week. Um, Let's move on to the seven and nine Cleveland Browns traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the eight and eight Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has a 40 and a half point total where the Pittsburgh Steelers are two and a half point home favorites Uh, in terms of weather, the weather's okay. There's potential precipitation in this game in terms of injuries. Amari Cooper, he's been dealing with the, you know, the hip injury uh, that he's been resting. So he, he's questionable. Uh, Miles Jack uh, for Pittsburgh, as well as Minka Fitzpatrick for also for Pittsburgh, they were both DMPs on Thursday. So that's a a hit there to the Steelers' defense. But I am going to take the under here. I am going to take the Steelers to cover. I will take the Steelers to win. On the Cleveland side, Deshaun Watson is a quarterback two for me this week. Amari Cooper, a strong wide receiver two. Uh, I couldn't even tell you where Nick Chubb has been finishing, but I know I've been ranking him in, like, the 20s and the 30s. Uh, So today he's an RB3 for me. Uh, This week in PPR leagues, uh, just – has not been the touchdowns haven't been there. Uh the volume hasn't seemed to have been there to the extent that it was early in the year. Uh and Joku has a nice matchup, but he's been disappointing these last few weeks. But you know this this matchup is really nice against Pittsburgh. Uh, so I think if you if you need help or you're desperate or you need some upside, I think he he definitely is an option. Uh, for on the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, he's an RB1 Deontay Johnson, a wide receiver three, uh, Pickens is always in line to catch a touchdown, but I, I think at best he's probably a wide receiver four or five with some touchdown upside. And then Fryer, I don't know why I always forget Fryermuth. Fryermuth is a tight end, tight end one option.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to cover, Pittsburgh to win. Uh, on the Cleveland side, Sean Watson. Pittsburgh's really good against quarterbacks, so I think he's. In that QB2 territory, uh, high in QB2 territory. Nick Chubb, uh think solid RB2 uh, as well. Uh, Mario Cooper, wide receiver too. Thomas Pupil-Jones um, can be a low and flex option. David, uh, And as far as uh, Pittsburgh side, uh, Najee Harris, you know, coming off his best game of the year. Cleveland has a really good rush defense as well. I think he's in that. It's so RB2 territory. I'll rank him. De'Andre Johnson, hopefully, back, back bounce back from last week. Um, I'm going to see him still as, rate him as a wide receiver, too. Uh, Pratt Fire move also still in that tight end one territory, but the, the matchup is tough as well. Uh, Cleveland, it should be uh, definitely a fight. Another divisional game. Last game was pretty low scoring. It should, should be the same.
0: Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to this next game here. Uh, talk about a snooze fest. Uh, <laughs> we got the two thirteen and one Houston Texans Ooh. traveling to Indianapolis to take on the four eleven and one Indianapolis Colts. This game has a 38 and a half point total where the Indianapolis Colts are two and a half point home favorites in this one. In terms of whether this game's in a dome in terms of injuries, there's a few guys questionable for the Colts. Um, Sorry, a few guys questionable for Houston. Uh, for the Colts, however, uh, slot cornerback Kenny Moore was placed on injured reserve. Tight end Colin Granton, I think, was trying to make a return. Uh, he's a DMP. And the Nick Foles, he is out with a rib injury. So Sam Ellinger will get the start. Greg, I'm anticipating this will be short and sweet, but I kick it to you. Where are you with this game?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the under... But I'm going to take Houston to win, Houston to cover, Houston to win. Uh, Yeah, Davis Mills I think is just better than Sam Ellinger. I think he gets, you know, some opportunities down the field. Uh, So I'm looking at the receivers really, uh, Brandon Cooks and Chris Moore. Uh, I think they're both in that wide receiver three, some some wide receiver two upside. Uh, And that's really who I'm looking at on the Houston side. On Indy side, uh, it's really just Michael Pittman Jr. And that's really it.
0: Yeah, I am going to take the under. I'm also going to take Houston to cover. I will also take Houston to win. Um, On the Houston side, Brandon Cooks, I think, is a strong wide receiver, too. Chris Moore, a wide receiver, three or four. And then on the Indy side, I'm actually into Zach Moss because Houston run defense.
1: I is actually a, a, a great option this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah, an RB2 he's an for me. Yeah. I don't know if I can go with Pittman. I don't know if I had the stones to do it just because Sam Ellinger is so bad. <sighs> so bad.
1: He's, he, yeah. I mean, Pittman's been pretty consistent all year, at least. But yeah. But
0: I think Pittman bad. is a great buy low option in Dynasty Leagues, by the
1: way. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Because if they can just get a quarterback.
1: Their, give me Derek Carr on the Colts. Yeah, he'll be slinging it down all the all the way to
0: easy thousand yard season. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to this next game. The eight and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Atlanta take on the six and ten Atlanta Falcons. This game has a forty and a half point total. Where the Atlanta Falcons are four and a half point home favorites. And no, I did not misspeak. The six and 10 Atlanta Falcons are four and a half point favorites against the division champion, eight and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That kind of leads me to believe Vegas knows Tampa Bay is not going to play their starters or will not play their starters for the majority of the game. But that's purely speculation on my part. This game is played in the Dome, so no weather concerns. In terms of injuries, Tampa Bay, like half the team is on the injury report. I'm not going to list it, but um, yeah, Atlanta, they're okay in terms of injuries there. For me, I'm going to take the under. I will take Tampa Bay to cover four and a half, but I will take Atlanta to ultimately win the game here. Uh, On the Atlanta side, Tyler Algier, I think he's an RB2. Patterson is an RB4. Drake London is in a really really good spot here so I uh, you know I'll probably have him down as a wide receiver too and on Tampa Bay side I'm not sure if you can trust their pieces uh as they don't need to win this game at all they they've clinched the division you know the fact that Atlanta is favored kind of implies that that you probably shouldn't lean on these options I, I again based purely on the matchup I like the pieces you know, from Brady to, to Godwin to Evans, uh, you know, to the running backs. I like the pieces, but I don't know what their playing time or the volume is going to be. So pay attention to the news, but I would not count on any Tampa Bay pieces.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tampa to cover, but Atlanta to win on the Atlanta side. Tal Algier. I still think he's a uh, strong RB2. Uh with some, some RB1 upside, Drake London, uh wide receiver two as well. Um and yeah, I agree with you on the Tampa side. So I mean really I would trust if you want to do a dart throw with Shaw White, I think it will be an interesting play. Uh that he should get a lot of time and a lot of work in this game.
0: Yeah, I think he's the he's the only guy that would make any sense. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, do they think he's too important? Okay. <laughs> like... well, I'm <laughs> They're like, oh, playoffs to come in like, oh, give, man. Give Keyshawn Vaughn or Giovanni Bernard like all the carries in the world. Like I don't know. Um, oh man, Giovanni Bernard in Championship Week. Oh, crazy. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to this next matchup. Staying in the NFC South, the six and ten Carolina Panthers traveling to New Orleans to take on the seven and nine New Orleans Saints. This game has a forty-one and a half point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook, where the New Orleans Saints are three-and-a-half-point home favorites in this one. Game is played in the Dome, so no weather concerns. Carolina's okay in terms of injuries. For New Orleans, uh, tight ends, Taysom Hill uh, and Jawan Johnson, they're both limited. Taysom Hill with a back, Jawan Johnson with a quad. A bunch of other guys questionable on that side as well. Greg, I kick it to you. Where do you lean with this matchup?
1: Yeah, give me the give me the over, actually. Uh give me um <clears throat> uh the Saints to cover and the Saints to win. Um on the Saints side, Taysom Hill. This is this is the this is his game right here. Um all, all about it for sure. Um definitely continue to be in, in, you know, I think opposite of Titan one, but I think he, he's gonna definitely hit that. And this week, Alvin Kamara, uh RB two territory. Um, and as far as the receivers, you know, I'm all about Raheed Shahid. Last five weeks, you know, has managed been a solid lowman wide receiver two. I think he continues to be in solid wide receiver two territory. Um, and on the Carolina side, Sam Darnold, I think he's also still in, in streaming territory as far as the quarterback position. The running backs, Deontay Foreman and Trooper Hubbard, I think are both in RB2 territory, and DJ Moore is a uh strong wide receiver too.
0: So is his name Rahid or Rashid? Rashid, Rashid sorry, Rashid. Rashid, yeah, Rashid, yeah. Rashid okay. Um, for me, I I also am doing the same thing as you, where initially I was going to pick the under, but I'm actually going to go with the over here. Um, when I looked, you know, doing more like looking into the matchups and saw the, these quarterbacks both have these de- are in decent spots here. Um especially the New Orleans quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I, I just could see this game going over in a dome, good environment. So give me Atlanta, or give me New Orleans to cover. Give me New Orleans to win the game. Uh, for Carolina, I think, again, like I said, New Orleans is tough against quarterbacks, but I do like this game to go over, as do you, Greg. So I, I think Sam Darnold is a QB one option. Uh, DJ Moore, a wide receiver, too. Uh, Sam Hubbard. Is in RB three as is Foreman, uh, and then for New Orleans, I think Andy Dalton has a a great matchup, uh, possibly potential QB one here in this uh, you know QB one option in this matchup. Chris Alave, he's a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Uh, Rashid yep. Rashid Shahid, I think is you know has big playability as well. You know, has been involved in the offense. Uh, so he's he's a wide receiver two wide receiver three uh and then Jawan Johnson I think is a tight end one one option uh Taysom Hill obviously you can break out the emergency glass I mean what he had 14 14 rush attempts last week so if he replicates that gets around the goal line uh he's definitely an option to to score a touchdown for you at the tight end position deep
1: tight end. yeah he's He's more than the emergency glass tight end now. He's he's a, like, got to play him, yo. Tight end, yo. Got to play this, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, definitely, I think the last few weeks, and uh, this is purely speculation on my part, like, have they ramped up the usage because they were trying to, you know, win their division? Like, you know, with the division being out, are they no longer saying, like, oh, we got to use the Taysom Hill packages to our, you know. Again, Dennis Allen could be trying to, uh, you know, obviously established a culture in his first year that the winning is winning, and so maybe use Taysom Hill. But, yeah, I, I, again, if his role is what it's been these last few weeks, I agreed. He's more than the emergency glass type of, of tight end. He's, he's got to be in your lineup. But if you have Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill, that must be the most frustrating start-sit decision. Oh, yeah,
1: every week, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> – Um. Let's move on to this next matchup: the eight and eight New England Patriots traveling to Buffalo to take on the twelve and three Buffalo Bills. Where this game has a forty-two and a half point total, and the Buffalo Bills are seven-point favorites at home. In terms of the mat, or in terms of the uh, the temperature or the weather here, there's expected to be freezing temperatures for this game, um, but for the most part, no wind should be pretty. Uh, you know. No precipitation, so uh, just cold Uh, for the Buffalo side. Josh Allen, he's questionable with an ankle and a right elbow injury. Dawson Knox, he's limited with a hip. And then there's a few other guys questionable for Buffalo. For New England, there's a bunch of guys questionable, including Jacoby Myers, who's dealing with a shoulder. Um, In terms of the matchup here, I will take the under. I will take New England to cover the seven, but I'll take Buffalo to ultimately win. Buffalo can, like I said, can get the one seed with a win and a Kansas City loss. So I think they're they're obviously uh, going to give it their all for this game here. For the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, he's a high-end QB one, probably the QB one, if all goes well. Stefan Diggs, a wide receiver one. Uh, Gabe Davis, I think, has wide receiver two upside. Devin Singletary uh, and, and James Cook, they're both RB3s for me in this one. Uh, Dawson Knox, he is a tight end, one option, and on the New England side, uh, Ramondre has been d- disappointing these last few weeks. But if New England's going to make this a close one, he's he's got to be involved. As as does Jacoby Myers, who I have down as a wide receiver three. Uh, sorry, Ramondre probably going to be a wide receiver or, or an RB two for me on the on the the higher end, middle to high RB two.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the. Under, um, I'm gonna take New England to cover, but Buffalo to win. Uh, I think they're definitely gonna come out, try to get this one seat play inspired, actually, and you know, get this win. Josh Allen, QB one option, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver one option, Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary, and James Cook. They're both RB2 plays. Uh, and also on the New England side, uh, reminder Stevenson, you know, he's close to that thousand yards rushing, I'm sure he wants to get that. Uh for sure. I think he's I would rate him as an RB two, but you know, he could always pop off to be the RB one. He was pretty much all year, uh past before the last two weeks. Uh and then Kobe Myers is the the pass catcher I'm on I'm really only targeting as a, a wide receiver too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um let's move on to this next matchup here. The twelve and four. Minnesota Vikings travel to Chicago to take on the 3-13 and Chicago Bears. This game has a 43.5-point total, where the Minnesota Vikings are 7.5-point road favorites. In terms of weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries for Chicago, Justin Fields, I mentioned it at the top, he is out with a hip injury, so he will not play in this game. Nathan Peterman will get the start for the Chicago Bears. Some guys uh, have been added to injured reserve. Uh, you know, like I like I mentioned before, for Minnesota, two offensive linemen uh, were added to the injured reserve. Uh, Jonathan Bullard, uh, a defensive end, he was also added to the injured reserve. And then Garrett Bradbury, a third offensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings, he is doubtful for this game. So Minnesota going into this game down three-fifths of their offensive line, uh, Greg, I I kick it to you now. Where are you with this matchup here?
1: Uh, I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take Chicago recover, but I'm gonna take Minnesota to win uh, on the Minnesota side. Uh, Kirk Cousins should be a QB one in this matchup. The you know the the matchup is really juicy. Uh, Chicago's you know on the perimeter is really weak, uh, so he should be back to a QB one performance. Dalvin Cook. Our RB1, uh, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one. This entire offense should bounce back. KJ Osborne, I think, has a flex upside in this one as well. Uh, and TJ Hawkinson, a high end tight end one. On Chicago side, uh, no Justin Fields. So, yeah, this is probably one of those situations where you can pivot to a Jarrett Stidham uh, kind of in this offense. Uh, and, um, you know, Devin, I mean, not Devin Singletary, David Montgomery uh, is a RB2. Um, the receivers, is going to be hard to trust. Uh, you know, without uh, a Justin Fields um, and I'm probably could find some other options. So I'm going to just look at, you know, David Montgomery.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover Minnesota to win. For Minnesota, all the primary pieces, they're all top options. Uh, like you said, Cousins in a great spot. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson also in a great spot, also chasing that record. Uh, still needs two hundred, about two hundred, about a hundred and ninety receiving yards after uh, Jair Alexander held him to fifteen last week. Uh, Dalvin Cook has not been great up to this point. Uh, there's a strong chance if you are a Dalvin Cook manager that you did not make it because he he's he he's been he's been that pedestrian. But this is a fantastic spot for him this week. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson also in a great spot. Uh, K.J. Osborne, I think, has wide receiver two upside. And then on the Chicago side, uh, yeah, I'm in agreement. I can't play anybody. Um, David Montgomery is the only one I can I can really trust, and so I'll have him down as a, a volume-based RB1 in this one because the matchup is good for him as well. It's just yeah, situation kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to our last 1 p.m. matchup of the evening here, because we are live. And if you are watching on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, we appreciate it. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff as well. we'll definitely appreciate it. Uh but yes as we record this evening the last matchup we we're going to cover the 10 and 6 Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 11 and 4 Cincinnati Bengals. This game has a 40 and a half point total where the Cincinnati Bengals are 7 point home favorites. Uh as we mentioned uh they Cincinnati Bengals can can get their way into the one seed. Uh there's just uh, obviously um, you know, they need some help in order for that to happen. Uh, but there is a uh, – oh, sorry. Cincinnati cannot become the one seed. My apologies. Cincinnati can't become the one seed. They can only become the two seed, but they would need both Buffalo and Kansas City to lose, and they would need to beat Baltimore. So this game is incentivized for them. And then Baltimore, I think, has an incentive as well. Uh yeah, I'd have to look into that later. But Baltimore does have some incentive. I think they're possible that they could win the division. I don't know if that's how likely that is, but I think it's I think that it's plausible. Um, but anyway, in terms of the matchup here, there's possible rain in this game. Uh, Lamar Jackson most likely out for the Baltimore Ravens. Tyler Huntley, he's dealing with a shoulder and a wrist. He's limited. Deshaun Jackson, the wide receiver, he's dealing with an illness. He's questionable. And then for Cincinnati, Lyle Collins, the offensive tackle, was added to the injured reserve. Uh, For this game, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover the seven, but I'll take Cincinnati to win the game. Uh, For Baltimore, Real easy, Mark Andrews is a tight end one. J.K. Dobbins is an RB three. On Cincinnati side, Joe Burrow, he's a QB one. Jamar Chase, a high-end wide receiver one. T. Higgins, a high-end wide receiver two. Joe Mixon, an RB two. Um, Don't think I'm going to go after the auxiliary pieces like Hayden Hurst or Tyler Boyd. In, in this matchup. But um, you know, if you're desperate, you could look to a, a good offense there in Cincinnati for some help. But again, I, I'd rather stick to the the main the main pass catchers and and options there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the o under as well. Um Baltimore to cover but Cincinnati to win. Cincinnati uh Joe Barrow still QB one. Joe Mixon uh agree with you, you know RB high in RB two uh with some RB one upside. Jamar Chase, still wide receiver one. T. Higgins, strong wide receiver two. Uh, and, you know, yeah, Boyd could possibly be a low inflex, but, yeah, I think, you know, their, Baltimore's defense has been playing better of late on Baltimore side. It's really hard for me to trust anyone but Mark Andrews. And, yeah, he's back on the radar for sure as a tight end one.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that pretty much uh, wraps up th- our part one preview. Uh, obviously that means that there's a part two and that means we still got to do uh, starts to the week and, and close out some get much doing all that stuff. Um, again, we appreciate you guys. Uh, if you hopefully were able to close out week 17 and you're not playing in the week 18 championship, um, But if you are, we're here to help you do that. We're here to help you take that down. Or maybe you just like hanging out with us. Because why wouldn't you want to come here and hang out with, you know, two handsome looking guys as we discuss some fantasy football. So that being said, y'all, have a good one. Enjoy Saturday football. But we'll talk to you by Saturday. So I'll say that again then too. So anyways, I'm rambling. Have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. We
1: are...